0: Hello and
1: welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about finding an area of refuge and about the downside of birthdays. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my special guest host, my just-turned-17-year-old daughter, Eliza.
2: That's me, Eliza Rubin, and I'm a high school junior living here with you, in fact, (laughs) in our library in New York City.
1: Yes, we are in our library. Um, Panoply is moving, and it's a Sunday because we have to record this before Eliza leaves for her lacrosse spring training trip, and so Henry schlepped out here Schlept. on a Sunday to our library. And so we're doing, it's sort of like everything's topsy-turvy. Elizabeth is um, shooting her pilot, so she can't be here today. So that's why I get to have you as my guest host, Yahoo! Elizabeth. Eliza. That's me. Yeah, and I'm going to keep calling yeah. you Elizabeth the whole time. And Eliza, this is like old hat to you because you have your own podcast now.
2: I do, in fact, which is also recorded in this very... Adjacent room to this one, <laughs> know,
1: right. right? So you feel very at home. I
2: know, I'm very recording. At home. I know, I'm lounging in a chair. It's cool.
1: Yeah. So Eliza's podcast is called Eliza, starting at 16. Even you though I'm now 17, just turned 17. Just turned. Um. So I have a little announcement to make, which is that I just passed the 10th anniversary of my blog, which just kind of blows my mind. Um. Because when I started my blog, I I very much reassured myself that I would just do it in the spirit of experiment for a couple of weeks, and it didn't matter if it was bad better good because no one would ever read it. And uh okay, so the joke is on me. <laughs> you know, no, one's ever read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you want to read um sort of a little compilation of the best of uh the Happiness Project blog, it's just a little ebook that you can get on Amazon for $1.99 and it's like some of the one of the ones that I'm most proud of, like the happiest day of my life, some of the best tips. The very first post that I ever wrote, um, so oh. it was really, yeah, it was really fun to pull it together. So if you if you're interested in that, look for the best of the Happiness Project blog on Amazon.
2: It's less than a cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yes, um, it's less
2: than a water bottle here in New York, at least.
1: It's less than a lot of things. It's less than world. It's uh, less than a lot of things. less than a lot of things. So do it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, there, the, my good daughter, being uh, very promotional, well, good. I can be pushy. Yes. So not you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Keep it up. And then here's the, another update. So, Elizabeth and I, in episode 57, talked about how uh, we had a listener question of somebody who had things that were neither dirty nor clean, and so they went on the chair. The pro- there was the problem of the chair, like where the clothes, the kind of the clothes that were in that liminal state. And we have been deluged. I mean, deluged with people giving us their advice about what to do. And overwhelmingly, everybody has the same advice, which, of course, neither Elizabeth nor I thought of, which is to use hooks. Over and over, people have said to use hooks. Either get the kind that you drill into your closet door or get the kind that you stick onto your closet door or get the kind that you, like, fit over your closet door or use a hat rack or a coat rack. But anyway, the answer for these kind of in-between clothes is hooks and everybody makes the point that they aren't crumpled up so they don't get dirtier like Alyssa said how she would trot on them until they actually needed to be washed (laughs) um and they don't get wrinkled and they're put away so you you don't have that psychological feeling of everything being messy because everything's put away often behind a closed door if you can fit it
2: that's kind of that's taking a um cue from like elementary school age kids that's how they roll Uh,
1: you know there's there's so much to be learned and like if you look at like what do they do with kindergartners if it works with kindergartners it will work with grown-ups so yes hooks everywhere sydney also suggested using a spray with scent to give it kind of like a just fresh you know just cleaned i thought that was good i love anything having to do with smell um or tim in watkins Glen um has a purgatory shelf um (laughs) which is like everything that's neither clean nor dirty and somebody called it the chair of limbo, which I thought was hilarious. So anyway, keep your suggestions coming, but overwhelmingly the answer is hooks. So Eliza, this, you're the guest host, so it's I'm gonna throw it to you. Give us a try this at home tip. What All do you right. suggest?
2: okay, so our try this at home is to find something that always calms you down, which actually was kind of pointed out to be by me by mom, which is that I always caught myself watching makeup videos whenever I was stressed out. So I would like go on YouTube and sit there for like, it can be hours during midterm <laughs> times, um, watching videos of people reviewing makeup or products they regret buying or just talking about all this makeup that they bought and mom was like you know this is just a thing that shows that you're stressed out is when you go to Sephora and walk around or yeah. you look at makeup videos i can tell that you're stressed out and so now, now you, i know now yeah, i know
1: now you can use it sort of when you need something to calm yourself down you kind of have that in your Uh, as a tool, but why do you think they're so calming? This is the mystery. They clearly do calm you down, but why do you think they calm you down?
2: Because it's like, that's all that matters is just the makeup and it's so like, it, it just is a quick turnover and you can just watch endlessly. I mean, there are so many. If you go to YouTube and you type in like monthly favorites or products I regret buying, Thousands and thousands of videos will come up.
1: I find that stressful.
2: No, it's so great because you can just watch forever and it's all like the same kind of video and that you can't really go wrong. And it doesn't matter if you got a good grade on your physics thing because they're they're still going to be there doing their products thing. And so it's really pleasant to just look. It's kind of the equivalent of like Bob
1: Ross paintings. Oh you know? right, yeah. You just you just
2: sit there and you're like, well, this is what's going on now, I right, guess. Right, That's really- <laughs> right. until
1: we until we have like our yeah. our barn, yeah, at the sun you're sunset. Like, yeah. um, well, this reminds me what I call this, like in my own happiness lexicon, is the area of refuge because I was back um, at my law visiting my law school, and I was by an elevator in a in a like in a stairwell, and I noticed that there was sort of this wider area, and it was labeled area of refuge. And I took that to mean, I assume what it means is that if you're in a wheelchair, or you somehow have some problem escaping from a burning building or whatever, you go there and they look in the area of refuge to see if they can find anybody who needs special help. So area of refuge. And I just think like I love that phrase. It's sort of like. If, you know, if you're in despair, run to your area of refuge. <laughs> and for me, area of refuge is reading children's books, mm-hmm. like rereading children's books. And, you know, the the more stressed out I am, the further back I go. You know, understood Betsy is like, you know, that's when really things are bad. Um, well, I
2: like it because also you can like sometimes I don't do it on purpose. I'll yeah. just catch myself doing it. And I'm like, oh, boy, yeah, something's going on. I right. need to like you need to address that problem. Once you pick out what it is, then you can. Use it to your advantage. Well, Alyssa
1: and I talked about this. Like, what's your tell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're right. You're right. You're in the way your area of refuge is a way to comfort yourself, but it's also a clue that you need comforting, which sometimes you don't totally 100% realize until you catch yourself in it. But see, here's the problem, though, and you alluded to it is that if you're watching hours and hours of makeup videos during midterms, it's probably not overall the most productive, (laughs) stress reducing. Um, form of, you know, using your time. So how do you limit it so that you can use it to calm yourself, but not like a drug that is going to take you away from like what would actually be a constructive way to address what's stressing you out?
2: Uh, Well, that's a great question. (laughs) Uh, This is a burning question for me as your mother. I would say you just do it. I don't know. You just have to know that you you can't sit there forever watching them. Right. It's not going to help you that much. Right. Ultimately, like, take the break and do it. Right. But you've gotta get back to your studying. So the
1: area of refuge is a place that Mm -hmm. you visit, but it's not a place that you hang out for You can't live there. Yeah, Yeah. you can't live there, okay. (laughs) Well, let us know if you try this at home, and if finding an area of refuge works for you, and also what is your area of refuge? Because I think it would be really helpful to know what other people use, because although I can't imagine myself being comforted by a makeup video, I am going to try it, I have to say, because I have seen you use them to such (laughs) calming effect. (laughs) Um, so let us know. Twitter, Facebook, email as always is podcast at GretchenRubin dot com or go to happiercast dot com slash fifty eight for images and links and anything related to this episode. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business.
0: LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so
1: now it's time for a happiness stumbling block. So, Eliza, what is your happiness stumbling block?
2: Uh, At the moment, it is birthdays because I turned 17 on March 22nd. So just a few days ago. And it was actually relatively stressful, at least in the beginning, because of Facebook, because you get so many opportunities for people to say happy birthday to you, yeah. which sounds like it would be great. But actually, it just makes you really worry that you're not going to get people saying it. And you know how much pressure is put on you on that day to like respond and be so happy that it's your birthday. And it actually just makes it a lot harder
1: so wait so what exactly i i my birthday is not on facebook right i don't get facebook messages okay so what is it that you expect to like what would you want to get and then also what do you feel like you have to provide to others because it seems like it's it's stressful in both directions
2: um so facebook basically tells your friends it's eliza's birthday no i get those no but like right. right on her timeline right yes
1: right i get those messages so
2: you have a whole space where all of the birthday things that are written on your wall are collected. And so you can see like, this number of people wrote on this person's timeline. And if it's somebody else's birthday on your birthday, you're gonna be able, luckily I don't have that, but you're gonna be able to compare the numbers and you're gonna go through (laughs) and see how personalized they are. Yeah. and. How many people posted photos? No, I just, photos, say, I you just know? say
1: like happy birthday. Yeah, if it's my people, friend, like, should I actually be writing something? Heartfelt? No,
2: I mean, some people do that. And then other people are like, oh, this class wouldn't be the same. Or they'll put an inside joke. But, you know, a lot of it was like in middle school, people would make giant collages no, for really you. Do. And it was, you know, you would have to write a giant thing. And in high school, it's a little less like that. Even your best friends, you're like, happy birthday. I love you. Yeah, But it's still really this. And, you know, on Instagram, people do the same thing. On Snapchat, there's a new, there's a filter that only comes up when it's someone's birthday. Uh, So it's a lot. It's like the more people know that it's your birthday, the harder it is, because then it's like, well, if they all know, then what if they none of them say it to me?
1: Well, and then do you actually go through and see, like, this person said something, this person said something? Yeah, because you can't just leave
2: them. So, you know, you're like, do I like them or do I comment on them? And what if I don't know the person? Like, someone from my preschool messaged me and I was like, oh, my God. Like, now I don't don't know how to handle this. Like, I left it alone for, like, a good few hours because I didn't even know what to. What's the proper etiquette? Yeah, you know, do I have to make some witty joke back (laughs) or I don't know.
1: Um, but so your birthday though fell on spring break, right? so you weren't at school. So do you think that was less stressful or more stressful?
2: Right now it doesn't matter, but in middle school it mattered because people would decorate lockers. So if it was your birthday, you would hope and expect that your friends would put like giant things of candy in your locker and tape things to your wall and buy you a crown or i don't know what people do but you know
1: but so was it more stressful like to me it would be less stressful to have a drink no yeah
2: well at least in middle school because then i was like oh my gosh i have no fear that people won't do that for me right um now it's more and less stressful because if my fear ever came into existence and nobody said happy birthday to me or anything Then i'd be like oh they all just don't have service right but (laughs) although you know you can't even imagine that because you see people post on snapchat so there you go basically yeah social media means that you have no excuses if people don't say nice things to you on your birthday and it's never ended up being like Nobody says happy birthday to me and I end the day crying. It's like, it's never been that way. It's always totally fine. And by right. midday, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I can forget about this fear. Right. But you started off being like, oh my God, it's my birthday. Well,
1: the notes are meant to, they're supposed to make you happy. I know. Do they make you happy?
2: Well, they make, I mean, they make you happy, but it's really, I mean, it's, I would say that the ones from people that I don't know don't affect me that much. Yeah. It's the ones where it's like, oh, happy birthday, inside joke, or yeah. happy birthday. I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but still, even from that, there's a comparison though, because it's like, wait, I thought I was better friends with this person than they were friends with this person, but for their birthday, they said something even nicer than they said to me, uh, you know? It's like, I I understand that Facebook's trying to make it nice and like fun, but there's gotta be a way that doesn't make you have so many, so many options for sad, sad feelings. this
1: is called social comparison, because some people just do more social comparison Mm -hmm. than other people, which is like, how do I rank like in comparison to other people and it sounds like for you and it's also true for a lot of people Facebook is a major aspect of social comparison because you've got this whole written record yeah and, well, and visual record and the more
2: friends the more Facebook friends you have just statistically the more birthdays you're going to see on Facebook because yes. there are more people right. which means there's more opportunity for comparison but the more friends you have maybe the more birthday things you'll get right. so I don't know it's all it's I maybe I analyze it way more than everyone else but I posted on my Instagram, like, does anyone else hate their birthday because of Facebook, blah, blah. And all these people were like, yes, yes, me. I hate my birthday. This is the worst thing ever. So oh. it was fine. But it wasn't the worst day ever, actually. It was okay. a good day. Okay. It was fine. Don't worry. That's good. Don't okay, worry. good. It, was good. good. Was just, it started out being stressful and then it was fine. Good.
1: Good. Okay. Good. okay. Happy birthday. Now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eliza, let's do a listener question. Now, remember, a way to reach us is to leave a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is the same thing as 77-happy336. And Eliza, what's this week's question?
2: This week's caller is Slumbering Chic, and they say... I'm an obliger, single, and I'm struggling with getting up early. I would really like to wake up early and use the time to meditate, do yoga, and or walk my dog. I actually did this for 1 week, but that is as long as it lasted. No matter what I do, I want to stay in bed till the very last second, sometimes risking being late for work. I feel like I've tried everything. I've tried different types of alarms, different locations for alarms, multiple alarms in different locations, and going to bed early thanks to your idea of bedtime alarm. I walk to whatever location the alarm is in, turn it off or to snooze and get back in bed. I can usually fall right back to sleep too. I get plenty of exercise. I eat healthy and not after 8:30 p.m. Not on medication and not depressed. I'm not a big coffee drinker either, so there is no incentive there. I'm even tempted to try hypnosis. I'm truly stumped as to how to change this incredibly bad habit. Can you shed any light on the subject? Okay, I'm so
1: I have like so many thoughts on this. <laughs> this is like that's, pretty, that's shocking. That you you know, have this, so many opinions. This on is like habits bully uh, <laughs> like on. so the first thing is. I would say to this person, are you a morning person? Um, Because a person who is trying very hard to get up early and is just consistently not able to get up early, I would say maybe maybe you're a night person. And a lot of times there's this belief, and I certainly had this belief for a long time, which is that a night person can become a morning person if they just go to bed earlier. And that is not the case. Night people and morning people, it's to a very large degree genetically determined. It's also a function of age. And slumbering chic, if you were a night person, I would really suggest to you that instead of trying to go against your nature, you should try to start your day later and figure out how to have the meditation, yoga, walking your dog time later in the day Um, because you are just going to be at your most productive and creative and energetic later in the day. And there's no, It, it makes sense on paper that we should all get up early and do these things. But if you're a night person, that is just very, very hard to do. And you seem to be really struggling with it. So I would say first question is, are you a night person? But sometimes there are people who are morning people who just sleep late now, and I I have a good friend like this, um, and so maybe that's the situation. So then, how? But you mentioned that you are an obliger, and so obligers are people who readily respond to outer expectations but have trouble meeting inner expectations. And wouldn't you know that I have actually had many emails from obligers talking about this very question. Obligers who live by themselves who wanna get up early. This seems to be a very common co- problem. And I, re- and I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, so what do you do? Because you, you you need outer accountability, you live by yourself, Like, what are you gonna do? You get a
2: parrot and it tells you to wake up. You get
1: a parrot or you get a dog don't get a dog just to wake up early. Yeah, don't get a dog. No, no, that would just be one of many reasons, but it would be a side side benefit. Um, but so here's one. Um, this is an example that I've said before, and I say it every time I'm talking about obligers using accountability because I just think it's so ingenious. So this was from an obliger who said, I needed to do something that would get me out of bed in the morning. My mom wanted to get up early too, so I proposed that we be Bible buddies. I call her at 7 a.m., we have a quick catch-up, and then we read a passage and discuss it. Then we pray for each other. It's the Perfect solution because it gets us out of bed and also instills a new habit of reading the Bible daily, which I've always wanted to do. So I'm killing two birds with one stone. Plus, it makes us both really happy to share this special time together. So that's a brilliant solution. Like, you find an accountability partner, not somebody who's with you in person, but you connect with somebody, like, over the phone. And this is a great thing because it's like a whole happy habit. It's a great way to start the day. That was a fantastic solution. But let's say you're an obliger and you can't... um, get anybody else involved. There's nobody in your life who wants to get up early with you so you're stuck. What do you do? How do you give yourself outer accountability all on your own? And the best solution for this is this ingenious person who told me that what she did, is Hootsuite is a social media management platform. So she made a very embarrassing, speaking of Facebook, very embarrassing Facebook post. And it's set to post every morning at 8 a.m., unless she gets up early and disables it. So she has to get up and turn off the message or this really embarrassing post goes up. And so that's what gets her out of bed. Now I've told this story about using Hootsuite before because it's one of my very favorite examples of how obligers can so imaginatively figure out ways to create outer accountability. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com happier. That's storyworth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase.
2: All right, so now it is time for demerits and gold stars. I will be providing the gold star this week.
1: Yes, and so I will launch us with a demerit starting off low, um, and that was sunscreen. We went on spring break the way we do every single year, and for some reason, usually I'm completely hyper vigilant about sunscreen for myself and others, and for some reason this year I just... This is a bust. There was just this one day where I took my eye off the ball, and... And actually Eleanor, Eleanor's is the one who got really badly sunburned and she was being good about it. I was like, oh, she's being so conscientious. Yeah, I can't was. believe it. She's only 11 years old, but I'm the one who should have been like tracking how many hours she'd been outside. And oh my gosh, it's 1 a 1 p.m. And then like the, the, the strong, the, the sun is at its strongest. She should go into the shade for a while. And I don't know why. It was just like that part of my brain just no. never.
2: We all, we all got burnt,
1: but she got burnt. I know. Worst, yeah, the worst. And I didn't. So, I didn't
2: put on sunscreen, and she got burnt than
1: I did. I know more than I did. And I got the weird kind of sunburn where like only my legs were sticking out from under the shade. So my <laughs> shins got terribly sunburned, but nothing else. I got that
2: too because I was reading yeah. the whole time.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 not a good look, but it's but she got lots of sunburn, yeah. and I feel really really bad. That was and so I, I maybe you have to get a bad burn like once every ten years, and then you remember. But I feel like it was kind of mommy malpractice. She tried. she she did a good job. She did. She was being very conscientious. Yeah. Right. But I should have known that given how strong the sun was and how long she was out, uh she she should have not been outside that long. So anyway, that's a demerit for me. And um so I've I've I will remember that lesson for a long time. Forever. <laughs> Forever. I know for like ten years. Yeah, and then I'll forget it again.
2: So now it is time for my gold star. Yes, gold star. All right. So my gold star goes to the college counselor at my school. Um, we had a family meeting. Yes. And we discussed college and grades and all that fun stuff. And I would say that they were the most reassuring people in the whole school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more than, more than parents, more than other students, more than teachers. They were like, you'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm not great at physics. I'm the first to admit that I'm not great at physics. Yeah. Um, in fact, part of the reason why I didn't get burnt was because I was in the shade doing physics part of break. So, <laughs> yeah, a little, um, little catch up. Oh yeah, it was great. So um, I was like, if I do badly in physics, will I still be able to like go to college? Yes. And they were like, yes, Eliza, you will be able to go to college. You will be fine. You won't fail at life. Like, it will all be okay. But you know what I
1: like what they said? They what? were like, you're gonna like get it together with physics and pull up your grade. And then they could see in your face, you were like... But maybe not. And yeah. Like, but even if you don't, yeah, <laughs> then you'll still be going <laughs> so, to college. I know. I, I was, know. I appreciated that because I'm like, I think you will pull up your physics grade, but yeah. it's like, but it's like they were trying to be reassuring. Well, I had
2: to. I, I sat there at one point and I was like, so let's take a look at all of this. Um. Yeah. Like, if I really, really mess up, will I still be okay? And they were like, Eliza, you will be okay. And that was really great because they're the people that like that office is the office with which. I put all of my faith in terms of college doing stuff and it's really hard to have so many students around my age, like seniors and juniors talking about college all the time, talking about visits and grades and recommendations and all that stuff. Um, So I think it's really easy to get like swept up in that aspect of it, but really like the only person you need to trust with all that is the college counselor. And it was really nice to have them say, it will be fine no matter what happens it'll all be okay and so that is a major gold star to them yes because it's a really um notoriously terrible process yeah and so thank you for making it slightly less yes. terrible
1: I add my gold star to your gold star yeah, because it was that was great. Good, that was a good meeting double gold double gold and that's it for this episode of Happier remember to try this at home find your area of refuge let us know if you tried it and what worked for you thanks once again, to our producer Henry Malofsky for working on a Sunday and coming here to do it in uh, our apartments, um, And thanks, as always, to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Um, to get in touch, find me on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin uh, or Elizabeth at Elizabeth Craft. She's still checking Twitter, even though she's off shooting a pilot now. Um, or you can go to Facebook at Gretchen Rubin. And our email address is podcast at Gretchen Rubin.
2: And if you want a copy of the Best of the Happiness Project blog, 10 years living and going strong then look on amazon or in the show notes and my aunt elizabeth craft will be back on next week but as of now
1: i'm eliza rubin and i'm gretchen rubin thanks for joining us onward and upward